Namaskar and Goddesses. Welcome back to Conscious Concubine. Dun, 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 dun. Today, <laughs> I'm actually feeling a little anxious. I have been every time I try to film a podcast because if you don't already know this, I film my podcast about things that are happening to me in my day-to-day life um, that I realize other people are struggling with these things as well. And because I figured out ways to get out of these situations and how to like let go of certain things and traumas, I come on here and give you guys the tips and tricks that work for me. They may not work for you, but that's why I always say take whatever out of this podcast that you feel will serve you and you feel like it's truth to you. Because just because something is truth to me doesn't mean it's going to be your truth. So I always say this. I don't know if I say this, but in my mind, at least I do. Take what serves you and what doesn't, leave it to the side. But also, let's make sure that you're listening with your soul and not your ego. Um, in this podcast, since it's in the season finale, I want to discuss a couple of things. The first thing that I want to discuss is normalizing being rude to creepy men all right um just recently i had to cut off somebody who was grooming me if you don't know what grooming is i will give you the actual definition grooming is when somebody builds a relationship trust and emotional connection with someone so that they can later on manipulate exploit and or abuse them This is something that happens to a lot of children, especially little girls, but that can also happen as adults, even in places as quote-unquote safe or supposed to be safe as the workplace. Um, And it's very creepy, it's very triggering, and it's very real and not okay. Um, I'm gonna give you an example of what was happening to me so you can most likely understand. I was becoming friends with somebody and this person, I could get the feeling that they liked me. Not only because they, the way they, they talked to me, the memes that they would send me and stuff like that, but also they openly asked me for a kiss when that was not the vibe, you know? And that was like a couple of my first red flags because it's like, I told this person, I'm not attracted to you like that. But then they proceed to ask me for things after we keep getting closer. And it's like, sir, do you think that my thoughts on how I feel about you are going to change over time if you just keep being nice to me? No, you know, and it wasn't until this person blatantly, blatantly showed me that they didn't care about my needs, my physical needs over their ones that I realized, wow, this person doesn't care about me. They're just being nice and buying me groceries and giving me rides because they want to get something from me. But this whole time, everything is an act. And I just want to acknowledge the fact that even if it didn't get to the point where this person, like, you know, raped me or um, tried something crazy or openly abused me, this is a person that had the intentions of doing that all along and didn't really care for me at all. So definitely the feeling of 
being lied to and being uh, emotionally manipulated and somebody really not caring about you, that energy definitely lingers and definitely can make you feel like unloved, disrespected, lied to, used. And it's very valid to take the time to heal from these things instead of brushing them off because grooming is not okay and we should stop normalizing these grooming behaviors because just because it's not as bad as being raped doesn't mean it's not toxic, bad, evil, and just plain wrong, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have normalized a lot of behaviors that are very predatory towards people because they're not as bad as the most predatory things that are illegal, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, no. For example, the other day I went to uh, buy food from this bar and as I'm waiting for the food, this guy walks up to me and he's like, oh, you live near here, don't you? And I was gonna like answer that, but then I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I, as a worker at a bar selling food, would never say that to somebody, you know? A man or a woman, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, I wouldn't do that. So why does this man think it's okay for them to ask me where I live or if I live near the area? Like, that's just plain creepy. And I just said, why do you care? And they got offended. And not completely offended because, you know, the customer is always right. So you can, you know, call me a bitch or woo because you're at work, you know what I'm saying? But the person definitely was taken aback and they were like, oh, I didn't mean to. I know you didn't mean to, or maybe you did mean to, or maybe you just don't think about your actions because you're a dumb man, whatever, and you're that unaware. But you need to understand that that's not okay. And I think it's okay for women to put these boundaries and let men know, yeah, I'm not gonna tell you where I live because the fuck, that's very unsafe and again, wrong. But one thing that I've noticed is that most women don't do this. And I know this because I up until recently did not do this. I was nice, I tried my hardest not to make men feel uncomfortable as they were openly making me feel uncomfortable and doing things to make me feel uncomfortable, whether it was on purpose or not. If you're making me uncomfortable, it is okay for me to let you know that you're doing that, you know what I'm saying? And not worry about whether or not they're gonna feel uncomfortable about being called out, you know? Like, I've had men walk up to me, men that don't even know me, talk to me like they know me. And you know, I meet a lot of people all the time, so I'm like, damn, I'm trying to remember who this person is to not be rude. And at this point, I literally just asked the last person that did this to me, do I know you? And then they were like, no, but, and I just walked away. I literally chuckled and walked away and and I didn't feel bad. When I told this guy, why do you care where I live? I started to feel bad about it because of their reaction, because I stayed to watch the reaction. I mean, I was waiting for my food at this bar, but then I realized, no, I shouldn't feel guilty. And also guilty, guilty is the worst feeling you could have, like the lowest vibration, you know? And I'm not gonna feel guilty for protecting myself and upholding my truth. And I'm here to tell you, fellow women, fellow men, fellow whoever, that it is okay. 
it is okay to protect your safety and not feel guilty about it. Fuck them. They'll be alright. They're not gonna fucking die. If you survive their creepiness and their harassment, they can survive you calling them out on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that bad to be called out on harassing somebody than being the person being harassed. You know what I'm saying? And now that we're speaking about this, I wanted to also talk about the fact that, I don't know, I recently, um, like, I don't know, I don't even know how to say this, but I recently, you know, engaged myself, shared some time with a non-binary person, right? that told me that they were recently wanting to be referred to as he as well, you know, they, she, or he, and I respect that fully, and I don't know why, I just thought that me dating a person that was non-binary would mean that they could understand and respect me better, oh boy, was I fucking wrong, like, this person wasn't uh, comfortable with who they were at all. They weren't comfortable with the way they saw the world. They weren't comfortable with the way they carried themselves. They weren't even comfortable with showing me their art. You know what I'm saying? And it's just crazy because like, as I was trying to explain to them the way I saw the world, I just felt really judged and really backed into a corner and for a second there, I was contradicting myself because I was trying to, like, be accepted by this person. But I bring this up because I want to talk about the importance of having validation from the self more than anybody else. Because I found myself trying to relate to this person and trying to understand this person and trying to, you know, hear them out. But at the same time this person wasn't even hearing themselves out or opening themselves up fully. So they were not giving me the room to do that, to open up myself, to be honest and to do all this stuff. And when I did it, obviously it rubbed them off the wrong way. And the person turned around and told me things that were definitely coming from the ego, not from the soul. And it definitely hurt me until I like sat with myself, meditated, journaled and realized that no, this is not right. I mean, this person tried to shame me for being affectionate and I was just like, no way, no, because it's like, this is the way I carry myself and I can extend love easily to others because I extend it to myself. I can extend compassion to others because I extend it to myself. So it's like, it's not that I'm treating somebody because I want something from them or I'm treating somebody a certain way because I want them to accept me. Never, that's never the case. I'm treating someone some way because that's how I treat myself. And I know that they may not feel love coming from themselves, but I want them to feel love coming from me, you know? And I get that not everybody's gonna be comfortable with that. And people will get bothered by that because that's not something they used to. And for a second there, I was feeling sad and I was feeling rejected by the world around me because the fact is that most people are living in pain. 
most people victimize themselves and most people are not comfortable with growing and evolving, let alone being told by someone else the ways in which they could get better within themselves. If they're not ready to hear that, of course, there's going to be some resistance. And I'm talking about this because I know that a lot of people that are listening to my podcast are people that are on the healing journey trying to better themselves and when they are themselves around people that are not used to that and they feel that rejection they are constantly facing this battle in between them do I be myself and be completely rejected by everyone I love and feel lonely as fuck or do I try to um censor myself and my goodness and my love so that I don't make people around me uncomfortable and they can stick around but it's like no dude at the end of the day is always the best option is always to be yourself why because if you're, you're not yourself you're gonna attract people that are not gonna love you for you so the moment that you try to express yourself you're always gonna get shut down and you're always gonna get the reinforcement of negativity that you're not good enough and that's never the case you are great enough for the world, for yourself, and for the people who see themselves as great enough as well. Like, at the end of the day, people are always projecting who they are onto others. Whether it's good or bad, people are going to put onto you the way they feel about themselves. So it's never personal when people mistreat you. Obviously, it feels personal and obviously it hurts because we have human emotions and we crave to be loved at the end of the day. But what I'm trying to tell you is that if somebody doesn't accept you for who you are, it doesn't mean that you're not good enough or that you don't deserve acceptance. It's just that they may or may not have a problem accepting themselves. And even if what you're saying is truth and it's a truth that will help them, just because they don't accept that truth, it doesn't mean that you are wrong and that you should question yourself. You should never question yourself because Nobody knows who you are better than you. Nobody knows what you need better than you. Nobody knows you better than you, which is why it's so important to get to know yourself and not doubt yourself just because other people doubt you and not understand you, you know? You can't expect somebody to understand where you're coming from where they haven't even taken the second to even get in to know themselves and know where they're coming from. They're not aware enough to know if they're even coming from fear or from love you know, these are people that will sit here and walk away from people because they love them too much or they like them too much out of fear. So it's like when you see people being afraid of love, reject you because you're trying to give them love. It's not that you don't deserve love. It's that they feel like they don't deserve love. Therefore, they have to run away from it. It's too good. It's like if these people were vampires and you were the sun, the sun is not bad. It's just that vampires cannot be touched by the sun. Otherwise, they die. You understand what I'm saying? Unless they get one of those rings. Obviously, I'm going into the fantasy world now, but it's just an example. Um, these people are uncomfortable by that frequency of love because they're living in so low frequencies. So it's like... As you're elevating from the frequency of fear to the frequency of love and inner peace, obviously you're going to lose a lot of people and it's going to hurt. Obviously you're going to have to let go of a lot of habits and that's going to be hard. Obviously you're going to spend a lot of lonely nights and it's going to make it feel like is this even fucking worthy 
worth it at all, you know? Can I even do this? But it's like, yes, you can, because you come from love. You are love. At the end of the day, the inside of ourselves are full of a frequency, a musical note, and it's a frequency of love. We're not going away from who we are. We're going away from who we think we are to who we really are. We have been disconnected from our higher selves, our true selves, for way too long. And now going back feels like hell, but it's not. Because anything that feels like hell in this realm, it is heaven in the esoteric realm. And I will discuss that more as this new season arrives. Season two, I'm very excited to dive into these crazy subjects with you guys. They're not crazy, they're very real. But you know, when I talk about most of my concepts around people, they get scared and that's the main reason why I was anxious as to come on this platform and talk about the things that I believe in and the things that I live and the things that I've experienced because I have been rejected, especially lately, ever since I moved to Puerto Rico in January 15th, 16th, I have faced a lot of rejection from a lot of people and I've cut off a lot of people and a lot of people have cut me off because of my growth. But the thing is that as I keep growing, I make better art. I feel more at peace with myself. I'm making more money. I'm expanding and I'm learning to be okay with myself, learning to be more compassionate and forgiving with myself and healing a lot of trauma that I didn't even know was there and affected me the way it did. So at the end of the day, I'm very grateful. I'm very happy that I'm taking the journey that I'm taking. And yeah, this is a Saturday night that I'm sitting in my bed, talking to my phone. I'm just kidding, I'm talking to you guys about these things instead of partying with friends and being quote unquote free. This, coming on this podcast, I've been dreading to do it for weeks now, as you may already know, because I haven't posted in a while, I apologize, is because speaking my truth, even though it feels freeing now that I'm doing it, thinking about doing it is very scary, you know? And when you come on here and you speak, you hear me speak on these things, you're like, wow, she's so brave. Wow, she's so strong. But like, dude, most days I don't feel strong at all, you know? And just because you don't feel strong, I just want to let you know, that doesn't mean that you're not. Like, the fact that you're even listening to me right now, up until this very second, shows how strong you are because the things I talk about are not easy to listen to, not easy to acknowledge and take in. They're not. But once you do, it gives you so much peace because these are things that are taking you back into your power. And since we're born, we have been stripped of our power and just because it's something that we used to it doesn't mean that it's something that's good for us like we may be used to eating fast food but it doesn't mean that it's healthy for us it doesn't mean that that fast food is not giving us migraines is not stressing us out it's not unbalancing our nervous system you know what i'm saying like what we intake in our body not only like through social media through friendships through things we listen to but also things we eat like and in people we fuck and places we go to, like everything that we intake definitely has an effect on us, whether we are aware on it or not. And it's like a lot of things that surround us are made to harm us and to keep us in low frequencies and to keep us hating ourselves. But it's podcasts like this and these experiences that I talk about and these subjects I talk about that take you away from that 
and into yourself. And when we feel that love of our higher self, we feel we sometimes can feel overwhelmed because it's not something that we're used to, but that's fine. Now that we're talking about this, I wanted to tell you guys the differences in between ego and the soul, for those of you guys who don't know, or just to reinforce, the ego is a version of self created in the mind. It's the way we see ourselves. The soul, on the other hand, is the authentic self free from conditioning. I'm just gonna tell you everything I know about the ego and then the soul. The ego labels itself and others. Ego is past and future oriented. Ego is fear-based, it serves itself, it looks outwards, it has resentment, ego is drawn to lust, ego sees life as a competition, ego enjoys the prize, ego feels lack, ego seeks wisdom, ego is mortal, ego is separation, ego is me. However, the soul, the soul is the authentic self free from conditioning is labelless, is now oriented, present oriented, is love based, the soul serves others, soul looks inward, soul has acceptance, soul is drawn to love, soul sees life as a gift, soul enjoys the journey, soul feels abundance, soul is wisdom, doesn't seek it because it is, soul is unity, soul is we. We all have an ego and we all have a soul. And we've been living through the lenses of our egos for way too long, which is why I'm here to help you live in your soul. You know, ways to live in your soul. Like a way to live in your soul and to help yourself heal better is to, you know, sit in yourself and meditate and know where you're standing. So basically, all humans have yin and yang, feminine and masculine energies. Yin is feminine and yang is masculine. And it is important to know how unbalanced our energies are. Most women that were raised the way that most women are raised, they have a lot of feminine energy, but not a lot of masculine energy and men that were raised in toxic masculinity have a lot of masculine energy and not that much feminine energy. I was raised by, a lot, surrounded by a lot of toxic masculinity and I indeed, even if you look at my chart, have a lot of masculine energy. Like I said, no matter your sex or gender, we all have masculine and feminine energies, the yin and the yang inside of us. And they're all one but it is important to know the duality of each because when we're on balance, we're either on one or the other. And basically, I want to tell you the elements of each energy so that you know which energy you're sitting in too long and why you're either depressed or anxious or angry or confused or lost. So let's get started. First, I'm going to give you the feminine term and then the masculine term right after so the yin and then the yang so it's gonna go back and forth back and forth left right left right okay well should i say right left because the feminine energy is the right side of the brain the creativity 
and yang is the masculine is the left side of your brain is the logistics of everything so it's feminine versus masculine dark versus light moon versus sun cold hot soft hard dull shiny absorbent reflective thin thick nurturing fun cozy open secluded busy close floor plan open expansive floor plan small windows large windows artificial lighting natural lighting drapes fabrics window treatments versus blinds or none at all soft padded furniture pillows versus straight lines upright backs fringe floral or plain patterns versus geometric patterns Lots of furniture slash objects versus less furniture slash objects. Things low on floor, items placed higher up. Tendency towards clutter, tendency towards sterile. Tablecloth and doilies, I don't know how to say that, versus bare counters and tables. Knickknacks versus bare and neat. Use of textures and padding versus smooth and shiny. Pastels versus bright colors, soft and flowing, versus stiff. You get what I'm saying? Like, if you feel like overwhelmed and stressed the fuck out and tired and restless, you're probably too much into the yang energies, the masculine energy. You're probably working too hard, focusing a lot on making money, focusing on the materialistic things, and just hustling and not giving yourself enough time to perhaps cope with a traumatic experience that you went through or your emotions at all. Now, if you're too cooped up in your house for too long and you're feeling depressed and sad or anxious and you're just, you know, in your house creating but not really focusing on like making money and now you're stressed because your finances are coming to bite you, chances are you're too into the yin energy, female energy. And that is why it's important to know the difference in between both so that you know where you're standing and you can get back to the center of it all and you can be balanced and have both equally there because again no matter your gender or your sex or whoever you are we both have a left side of our brain and a right side of our brain and it is important to enforce both of them it is important to balance your heart and your mind because if we're two in our heart We may be loving for the wrong reasons, you know, we may be possessive, we may be jealous, but if we're too in our heads, we may not allow loving at all, you know what I'm saying? We may be too analytical and not allow ourselves to love or be loved, you know? This is why it's important to understand the differences in between yang and yin energies, and why it's also important to understand the differences in between soul and ego, so that we know when we're coming from love and when we're not. I wanted to discuss um, love versus fear as well because I caught myself the other day loving somebody the wrong way. And when you love someone, you respect them to make their own decisions. But when you pity someone, you try to control them and you don't respect them because pity comes from fear and not love. And I will elaborate. I found myself trying to tell somebody what to do with their life because I saw their potential and I know that what they're doing is wrong because I used to do it and it never worked out for me. And when I stopped doing it, I felt better 
and I'm, I see myself doing better than they are in that facet of life. Now that I think that I'm better than them, it's just that I've been doing a lot of shadow work for like five years now and healing childhood trauma. So someone who hasn't even tried meditating once in their life obviously will not have the emotional intelligence as myself. And one thing I need to understand is that everybody is going at their own pace, right? And everybody has their own dream that they're living and everybody will wake up eventually from the matrix at their own pace. So it's not my job to enforce them to wake up right away. Like it is a choice, you know? So it was a hard pill to swallow, but I realized that if I really love this person unconditionally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell them what to do like that, you know? I would trust that they have the knowledge and the wisdom to understand their own mistakes and heal them. But if I realize that somebody can't do that, the only reason I would try to tell them what to do is because I pity them, not because I love them. Because a person that loves someone would simply let them grow at their own pace and just be okay with where they are, you know? And it's not that I'm not okay with where they are, but it's just that if that person... And actually, it's okay to not being okay if people can't meet you where you are. I mean, you put in that work to heal. So if someone is not trying to heal and they still want to be around your energy and just not offer anything and not give you as much energy as you're giving them, like, it is okay to walk away. You're not a bad person and you don't have to feel guilty. It is much worse for you to try to stay with somebody who cannot provide what you deserve and need and what you're giving them because at the end of the day, you're going to end up resenting them and that's not love. So instead of letting people in your life that are not on your level or that do not deserve you or that not treat you how you want to be treated or how you need to be treated because you're lonely, how about you just, you know, keep to yourself? Because when you keep to yourself and stay away from people who are not good for you, you open up the room of possibility to meeting people that will treat you good. But if you stay around negative energy and you live in that vibration, whether you believe it or not, when you're around negative energy, you are that negative energy as well because you attract what you are. So if you keep staying around that stagnant energy at the same time you're trying to elevate, you're going to feel really stuck and miserable. So I don't know if I already said this in the podcast, but it hurts to heal and it hurts to not heal. So just choose the one that will eventually stop pain altogether. You know, I'm not saying that you won't feel pain, but you will definitely stop creating pain and stop resisting it to the point that you can just feel it once and let it go. Because humans are the only species that would torture themselves over a mistake they, they made more than once. We suffer for one thing multiple and multiple times. Isn't that crazy? Like, you know, but... Another thing I wanted to discuss is how we have turned our community into codependency by thinking that we are loving people and helping them uh, escape their traumas. You know what I'm saying? I want to give an example. Okay. Most people are stuck in a well, the well of their pain. And the people that don't understand that pain that are outside of that well will walk past the well and tell people, oh my God, yes, I feel for you. 
that is shitty. You're stuck down there. Life is so unfair. A lot of people that are privileged, entitled, and don't understand the pain that that person went through, right? And they think that that's the best way to relate to their pain and to help them. Whereas I, a person who's been through that pain, who understands it, and who's healed that pain, walks by the well and says, oh my God, dude, do you want to get out? And then the person at the well will tell me, yes, down here it sucks. And I'm like, okay. I send them a rope and I'm like, all you need to do is grab the rope and make sure you got a good grip before you move again. And then I, wa I start to walk away. Now the people that were on the well feeling pity for the people down there tell me, oh my God, you don't care about their feelings? You're not going to stay here and console them and cheer them on? And I'm just like, no, no, no. It's not that I don't care about their feelings. I care. And I want them to stop feeling those feelings, which is why I give them the tools to get out by themselves. Because if I get them out, it'll, it'll, it won't even take half a day for them to fall back into the well. Because it takes for them to get out by themselves, to really feel like they deserve to be out into the world. But if they're just saved by someone else, They're going to feel like they don't deserve it, you know? And even if they are out of the well, they will still resent you for not letting them do that for themselves because our happiness literally comes from solving our own problems. So while other people are trying to solve your problems or while you're trying to solve somebody else's problems, neither you or that person will be happy. Like subconsciously, even if consciously you think that, oh my God, this is what I want. No, it's not. And none of you guys will be happy as long as you're trying to solve somebody else's problems or have somebody else solve their problems. And I see that and I understand that, which is why I teach people how to fish so that when I leave, they don't die on me, you know? I don't know if I'm making sense. But yeah, guys, that's pretty much all the subjects I wanted to cover for today's podcast episode. I also wanted to read you guys two poems, one in English, one in Spanish, to close off the podcast that I believe really wrap up everything. <clears throat> Here we go. I changed. I'm not the same. Fuck I look like holding on to pain. That shit has no gain. It'll drive you insane. Painful to get out, yet painful to stay the same. Choose your poison. Choose your pain. We could be together, but you in the 3D realm. The places I speak of make it sound like I'm insane, like I couldn't possibly understand. But I know myself, darling, and thee who knows oneself knows all things known to men. Where I come from, where I go to, are places beyond the brain. Places born from darkness, where everything is equal, all the same. The root of and healer of pain. I don't know if you understand me, man. Can't wait for the day to be unconscious again. Oh, conscious again, not unconscious. <laughs> And the second poem is in Spanish. Yo cometo errores todo el tiempo, siempre sola en mi sufrimiento, aprendiendo y desaprendiendo, lo siento. Amarme sin reproches es su intento, del miedo un desprendimiento y del amor un establecimiento. 
Todavía voy aprendiendo a amarme. So, si me trataste de amar en el proceso, lo lamento. Espero que lo lindo se quede en tu pensamiento y que todo lo que no sea paz se lo lleve el viento. Te amo. Peace, God and goddesses. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you. Peace. Welcome to Conscious Concubine. I'm Itzonil, and today we're going to be healing from the inside out. Peace.